me some, tell me something you've learned recently. Give me some, like your newest learning. So um, <laughs> I, I have a co-investor um, and uh, he comes from the retail operations world, right? So, mm-hmm. so he took that job I interviewed for 20 Jay, years earlier. Jay Baker? Not, not that specific job, oh. but that's the route he went. Okay. And um, and as as one of my partners in this business, one of my co-investors, I'm bringing sort of the whole retail perspective from a LP asset protection background. He's bringing it from the pure retail ops, human resource, merchandising. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning more from this guy on a daily basis. Um, in some respects, that job that I interviewed for what would have been probably very interesting. Um, and could have been a career unto itself. I, yeah. I have no regrets, but so th- the fact that I have a partner that was a completely different background than me, and I'm able to pick up things that we can then both apply to the business we're trying to build today. And because of that relationship with him, um, we are pursuing aggressively, you know, services in the retail sector, um, services in the pharmaceutical sector, um, and services in the cannabis sector, where it's an emerging sector. It's got lots of challenges. We're doing it on a very small scale and we're doing it through a separate DBA um, that's not connected to the retail side. Mm-hmm. So I, I couldn't do this without his expertise um, because he's been exploring that sector for s- some time and he's bringing a lot of his background to bear on this new opportunity. Um, the, the other thing that we, we did in June is I, I went back to my good friend, uh, Jim Lee, and Kevin McMenamin, and 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 as you know, we acquired the Media Group, um, which has been rebranded, um, Learn It's uh, Learn It Media Solutions. And uh, again, there's a business that I had not historically been involved in that produces some incredible products. And right. I've been recently traveling with Kevin McMenamin and and watching him sell this business. Uh, I mean, we're doing some really interesting stuff on uh, workplace violence, uh, DE&I, active shooter, the challenges of the modern retail uh, workspace and applying that to these other sectors is just like, I I think the fact that I'm every day, I'm learning more stuff. It never stops. Right, Stephanie? A good entrepreneur is a lifetime learner. Um, Building great teams, lifetime learners. And you always have to be curious, right? Um, I I am applying through the School of Hard Knocks all the things I learned about managing a good business, Mm -hmm. managing cash, managing relationships, having a banking relationship. Um, Those tactical things, having outside accountants support my other efforts. Uh, Potentially, how do I grow to the next level? Uh, I'm always talking to other entrepreneurs, other business executives. And I'll start with, asking them the question with, hey, I got this wrong. What would you have done differently? And they're almost always willing to share with you um, thoughts and ideas. So uh, I love that part. That That's right. what you ask why. Well, that's why I'm doing it because I, I'm i only going to get so good of a golfer and I'm mediocre at best. <laughs> and, and I feel like I'm pretty good at this piece and getting better. And um, I, and I, but I don't have the same stress. Um, that I had when I ran um, LP Innovations. So um, mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. And and we're making mistakes, but we're doing some really good things. Mm-hmm. But there'll be no fatal flaws, uh, no fatal mistakes. 
but we we are risking it. We're risking real personal wealth, um, and that uh, we hope uh, will turn out to be very successful. But I, uh, the, the one thing that you have to, I have, um, because of the business I was in, I was able to deal with other businesses overseas. And I, there's nothing like the entrepreneurial spirit in this country. Um, you know, the can-do positive attitude um, uh, to go out and try something mm -hmm. is just incredible. I think that's what separates us, quite frankly, from any other country is, is, is everyday people with a good idea, aren't afraid to take a risk and swing for the fence. Absolutely. Um, a bit of a risk take. And not everybody's comfortable being a risk taker. I, I think know you, you, you said talk about it. Out there. It's not yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. There's been some risk taken in, in my career, but you know, I was thinking about risk taking. It's a lot of it too is just picking up the phone and calling people when you don't know the answer. Right. And I think that's really out of the comfort zone, especially for, for someone, let's say who's been in LP or AP for, a year, a few years, and they're comfortable, and they're they're very knowledgeable in their skill set. Like that's really hard to then say, okay, I'm a learner now. It, you know, it, it is this. Some people struggle. Um, so, so I know some folks like you, you know take like take Mark Stindy. He's worked both sides very successfully, right? right. He's he's made that jump. Um, you've made that jump. I've made it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, it's it's. I think. Some LP folks are by nature conservative and risk averse. Mm -hmm. I think that if there was a profile of our profession, um, that probably would hold true. But but there are enough ex successful exceptions to show that if you really have that that bug, that scratch, you can itch it. Uh, mm -hmm. if, you, if you have that itch, you can scratch it. <laughs> you you want to delete that part, right? <laughs> Get that yeah. One. Let's. What time is it? Um, it is uh, 148. 148. It's itch I want to scratch, not a scratch I want to itch. Um, but it's not common, right, Stephanie? It's not. It isn't. I, I think for other professions, which by nature are more uh, risk-taking, it, it maybe it lends itself. I don't know. But the ones that have made it, um, I think are, uh, you know, they're people that sort of it's part of their DNA. And mm -hmm. and they were kind of like me. They got complacent. What do I do next? How do I keep setting new goals? Right. Um, and, and I, you know, we there's there's I know you and I can rattle off a list of tons of folks that have done it quite successfully, and I, I admire their careers. You you know, the other thing I think Stephanie, both you and I are guilty of is you know we're collectors. Do you know what I mean, collectors? <laughs> I think we're, so. Talking about collections of people. Yeah, <laughs> relationships. Um, I have relationships that I so value, including my relationship with you, um, oh. and Wayne, and 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 Shane and Dave, and mm -hmm. oh my goodness! I, so we we were just at the LP uh, Foundation LP Media event that you you uh, LP Magazine that you hosted, and it was a great two day event. And I uh, the 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 day of the, the Tuesday night the dinner I was at a table uh, having dinner. And Doug, Doug Wicklander was there. It was great. And I, right. early in the night, I was hanging out with Jim Lee. Um, and then afterwards, um, we all got together for a drink or two. Um, and because the, the weather was beautiful on the mm -hmm. outside patio. And who was sitting there besides, uh, there was me, there was you, there was Wayne, there was Eric Hutchinson, Walter Palmer, Paul Jones, Mark Stindy, Dave Johnston, uh, Cedar came by. 
Chad, Chris came by. Chad McIntosh. was there. Did I say Walter Palmer? Yeah, um, Chad McIntosh was there. Chad McIntosh. Yeah. I mean, just the most <laughs> wonderful people that I have had uh, um, the, the pleasure of having both a professional um, and personal relationship with him. When, when Paul Jones was telling stories about some of the guys I hired from him 30 years ago <laughs> who are like Mike Marquis and, and Dave Johnson, who are my friends and when Mark and him were telling stories, oh, I was, it was, it was such, we weren't talking shop as much as sharing experiences. Yeah. I, they have had such an incredible, without knowing an incredible impact on me professionally, all of those folks, as well as uh, personally. And I do the cliche, you stand on the shoulders of others. You really do. You, you right. don't get here without uh, collecting those relationships and valuing those relationships. And if you might not see those folks for a year, but when you see them, you pick up where you left off. Right. Like there's been no time in between. And we we were sharing that night. It was not just about what we do. It's about who we are, mm -hmm. what we want, what's going on in our lives. And I I I and it was fun. So much value in that today. <laughs> um it's it was just a really good time. Mm -hmm. the, the the event was excellent. Um but uh, it, it, I realized I, I wouldn't be here with without all of those relationships. Now I collect them. I don't know if they always collect me, but uh, <laughs> I value them. So I, I hope they value my relationship. But I, I can't tell you how much I've learned from uh, right every one of those folks and what an impact it's had on my life. Um, Absolutely. And and, uh, and some have that entrepreneurial spirit, but some have these incredibly successful careers. Um. Uh, that I just admire. Like they, they've stayed on the asset protection side and just phenomenal people, highly intelligent that have really, um, you know, if you, what's that self-actualization, if you find what you're really great at and you love it, stick with it. Um, right. And if you have that entrepreneurial itch, scratch it. Scratch it. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm a big fan of surrounding yourself with smart people too, right? Like um, not even just your own internal team, but who do you associate with? Like, and I'm not saying you need to be, you know, elitist or anything, but surround yourself with people that you get something from that they're either you, you get something from their energy or their intellectualism or their, you know, they offer something, right? Um, I've always tried to like gravitate towards, or I do just naturally gravitate towards people that I like. You know, um, I want to talk to people who, you know, they offer something, if that makes sense. Absolutely. But doesn't yeah. that make, doesn't that make your life so much more rewarding? It does. Yeah. It really is. You know, so, so I have a, a different role uh, today in this new entity. It's called Sim Holdings with these four different businesses, unique businesses. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I don't, I don't run that business on a day. That business is run by Kevin O'Brien. It's, it's, it's run by Matt Murphy. These are folks I've known 20, 30 years that are just incredible, smart, dedicated people, but but just awesome human beings, and right. and um and they they know a lot more about certain things than I know, and and I think that 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 the really uh, to be not only to enjoy it and be a good leader is is recognize that you know move out of their way, mm -hmm. give them room to breathe and grow, make a couple mistakes. And realize that you're learning from them almost every day as much as they're learning from you. So um, it's it's uh, so I'm glad I'm back at it. Um, there is an element of risk, 
uh, that, you know, I'm, I'm hoping I don't get wrong. Uh, and, 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 uh, but it's not for the money. Um, it is, uh, the money's at risk, but the reward is not financial. Uh, now, listen, I, I'm, a, I'm a capitalist. So if we build something and someday somebody comes and knock it and wants to pay you a premium, then they're going to pay top dollar. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's the way the system works. And, and, and I'm, I, I'm a firm believer in maximizing value, but it's, it's the challenge of bringing a group of people together and, 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 and really trying to take advantage of a market opportunity uh, and, and, and do it like it's a team approach. It is nothing like it, right? We're all, right. we're all battling together, um, respecting each other, enjoying each other's company. Uh, and, and it's about, again, a win, right? Mm -hmm. We're in this to win. And that does my competitive spirit kind of helps get the juices yeah. going. So. How, how do you guys celebrate a win? So we do it as a team, right? I, and I like the people that help lead the win, celebrate it, like call it out. It's, it's, um, uh, I learned years ago when, when I was doing LPI, I had, when you give folks that kind of responsibility and they do something exceptional, I've seen so many um, other leaders always sort of dominate a conversation in terms of look what I did, look what, you know, they, they helped facilitate this and they help. Now just sit back, turn off, and let people talk about their successes and what they've done for the business. Because then they become emotionally attached and stakeholders. Um, I love it. Um, you know, Kevin recently had a, uh, 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 both Kevin O'Brien and Kevin McMenamin have had some great wins in terms of customer relationships with tremendous customer feedback. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I won't say what customers just because I, I don't have permission. Sure. And it's really their relationships. Uh, and and it's their job to talk about it. It's their job to tell everybody what right went right. How did we get here? What were the successes? Where where were the pivot points? Mm -hmm. um, what did we do? Where did we have to sort of have an inflection moment and look at what we were doing and take a different direction? So I love it when people, um, we can celebrate others in the business. And it's it's really not about me. Yeah. And, but in the beginning, Stephanie, I had to learn that. Like it right. wasn't. You had to get some you know, smackdowns. Yeah, I had to learn it. and I had to be. I had a consultant come in when the business LPI was owned uh, by uh, Jay Baker, and then it was a spun off. It went into bankruptcy, and we were spun off and bought by one of my customers, a retailer, by a private equity group, and um, and uh, I I thought I knew everything, right? I thought I was a know it all, and. And they're like, okay, listen, um, we're shutting your cash off, right? I'm like, what do you mean you shut my cash off? We're not your bank anymore. You better sell fund. I'm like, sell fund? What is who does that even mean? <laughs> so um, uh, they're like, exactly, exactly. Because uh, when my old boss Al Alan was there, he, you know, he funded our operations and our growth, and it was an easy way to grow. But once that acquisition and transaction happened. Um, I had new partners and they had a wholly different approach and they had an approach, by the way, that forced me to learn and they brought in a consultant and boy, did I, I, I despise this guy. I, I just absolutely, who is he to tell me what to do? And I ripped into him and yeah. he would say, you just, he's, he, you just don't even know what you're talking about. And it took, 
um, that difficult relationship for me to learn, I was like, oh my goodness, this guy's right. Mm -hmm. If I'm to live on my own, this is what I have to be managing. There was so much missing in my education uh, as a business leader. And I had to buckle down for a couple of years and, and really go outside to everybody I could possibly talk to, including this consultant who was, ended up um, uh, became be, becoming a valued mentor to the day he died. And he died much too young, but he, he uh, a very successful businessman. And then towards the end, I actually, and, and I said, well, he said, I said, why did you put up with my nonsense? Why don't you just... <laughs> Take me to the curb and get somebody smarter. Um, he says, because you couldn't fake passion. He said, and I was you. He says, you just have to learn. And, and I felt like um, you were going to come around and, and have some humility and, and, uh, and through the school of hard knocks, um, get better at it. And he said, you know, Stephen, I could now take you to any troubled business that I'm working with. And I could bring you in there to help write, write that ship. Mm-hmm. And uh, think about where you came from to that statement, you know, eight years later. Um, I kept him on as one of uh, uh, a paid board members at LPI. Mm-hmm. I kept him on till till he passed. Um, and he, to that, to the bitter end, our very last board meeting, he was, you know, kicking me in the backside about something. I don't want to start discussing this call, but um, he never let me off the hook. But I cared for him deeply, and we became very close personal friends. I, so, do you... was, oh wait, his name was Stuart Cohen. And, oh, and Stuart. Okay, he's yeah. well known in the factoring industry and in the lending industry. He would provide uh, capital to retailers against their inventory, mm-hmm. and, and he made a, a a really good business. But boy, was it a difficult relationship, and did I learn a lot? I learned a lot from Alan Weinstein, my old boss, the CEO. Mm-hmm. And then I the, the I learned quite a bit more uh, during those twenty years from uh, Stuart. So I, I think it's really important to not surround yourself with yes men, right? And to have people like that who are who are willing to stand up to you and say, "Hey, listen, I don't think what you're doing is the right way." Or you know, and and you as an entrepreneur need to be able to have those people around. Like it, that can be hard sometimes because um, yes. it, it can be friction can be uncomfortable and confrontation can be uncomfortable, but if you're going to be successful, not just as an entrepreneur, but in any business endeavor, you got to be able to open yourself up to that experience. That's, you know, that's a hundred percent true. Stuart taught me that lesson. Um, of course, the hard way mm-hmm. um, uh, <laughs> uh, by, by beating it into my head. So he helped me set up our, our rules. So we had John Fleiss was a head of operations and, and I had uh, Doug Lowey was my CFO at the time. Mm-hmm. And he said, Steve, you've got to delegate all these responsibilities. And your job, quite frankly, is let them make those decisions every day. And unless there's a conflict between them, you come in and referee. Um, and, and if you can't resolve it, make the final decision. But and and you have to live by that practice. Whether and and so um I had to give up control to really gain control of the overall business. And I remember distinctly uh, John Feist one day coming to me, he was bullshit at me um excuse my language that i i was uh, uh making a decision that was contrary to what he wanted to do and it's like that's my call not yours mm-hmm. i looked at him and i was like you know what that's 100 percent correct that's your call and right. and i had to i disagree with it but i had to back and he was right um he, he was correct 
Um, but yes, I Stuart said, listen, if you have a bunch of people that only agree with what you say, you're mm-hmm. all going to march off the cliff together. And you right. all sing Kumbaya on the way down, but you're going <laughs> to crash at the bottom. He said, as uncomfortable it is, you want people that will get in your face professionally and disagree with you. And you have to create an environment that that's okay. Right. Because uh, uh, you w- if you don't, you will all march off the cliff together. Right. Very, Very important good. for new entrepreneurs, especially when they start small and mm-hmm. there's only a couple of people, um, is to used to having it your own way all the time. And always making every decision. Right. And you very quickly have to give up control. If, Stephanie, which you and I both believe in, you hire the smartest people possible, um, you have to get out of their way. Mm-hmm. It's it's actually rather fun when you have that team in place. And then you can then you can sit back and we, you know, we talked about the successes. And you're you're sort of just observing the team doing great things and it just you just feel proud. Like I, I don't know, to me that's a great moment when you can sit back and sort of like give up that control a little bit to the team. Um it's, I can imagine as an entrepreneur you're looking at what you built, kind of sitting back and like, wow, this is pretty awesome. I don't know. That that those are good moments. <laughs> those are great moments. Yeah. I, I, I look at the people that um have have been part of my life when I was director of LPI. I director of LPI at Jay Baker. And then at LPI um, to today, and in, in, uh, many have gone on to other, like yourself, on great yeah. things, um, have grown professionally, and I take I take a sense a little sense of pride in that. Not that I was the main reason; it, it was with mm-hmm. inside of them. But and if I was a, somehow contributed in even a very small way to their success, um, uh, I, I that feels wonderful to to this day with um, the team that's. Uh, uh, really running uh, the new company, it's it's they've grown into that role, and and if I've had some little contribution to get them there, uh, however, I've, it's it feels wonderful uh, to see the growth. Um, I mean, look at um, the folks that you know that uh, with Mike Marquis, successful career, uh, Jim Matz, great career, Dave Johnston, great career. Now at the uh, NRF, um, uh, it's. Charlie, there's so many people I, I can't name them all, right? But <laughs> right. all those folks that um, that we've helped, I've helped grow, and they've helped me grow, and yeah, it, it feels really good. And then the people I've like, you know, <laughs> the people like Chad and and Paul and Mark that you know have had these amazing careers and Jim Lee, like it's it's uh, it's the 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 impact they have on you is incredible. And to think that you even sometimes they were my customer and I worked for them. No, quite if I'm they're my customer, I'm working for them. Mm-hmm. They, they've had an incredible impact on my ability to grow as an entrepreneur and my toughest customers. I'm not saying those folks were some of them, but they could have been. Um, my toughest customers uh, made us a better business. Absolutely. Um, you had to earn their you had to earn their trust every single day. And the right. ones that pushed the hardest made you a, a, a better business. It was easy sometimes to resent it, but in the end, it's it's like um it's it's like bitter medicine. It's the best thing for you. Absolutely. There's there's really no growth without adversity, right? None. No. Yep. Yep. So okay, we've talked for a while here. I want to sort of bring us full circle and and wrap it up. Um what would you say 
think of one piece of advice. I know it's going to be hard for you, Stephen, because you're a man of many words, but think of one piece of advice to somebody who is considering going out on their own, like they're at an LP job right now and they're they're like a week away from making the move. What would that one piece of advice be? Hmm. Um, so I go back to perseverance, right? Is the mm-hmm. never give up. So there'll be good times and bad times. You'll so, so first of all, take the leap. Take the leap. If you feel it and you're you're really attached to it and you think this is important and you want to challenge yourself, please take the leap. It'll be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you'll be insecure about it, but um, it'll be rewarding. You will have for every success, you'll probably have a couple fail, couple failures. Your failures will uh, uh, you'll have more failures than successes, um, but but always persevere. And again. I, I'm, I'm a broken record. Hire the best people possible. They'll make you look smarter. <laughs> right. Um, and and, uh, and and be humble, right? Uh, n- n- no, you're never the smartest person in the room. There's always somebody smarter. And um, and learn. Be a lifetime learner. So those are a couple broad things. But perseverance, because sometimes you'll feel beat down. Sometimes you'll be like, I'm at the end of my rope. Um, Why did I do this? <laughs> yes, yes. And you got to hang in there. I'm not saying be foolish to the point that you bankrupt yourself, right? You have to be intelligent financially. You have to have good tactical business decisions. Uh, you have to be able to fund payroll. But assuming all those things are being managed, um, uh, just persevere and as as you face those those adversities. Um, and and over time, you will succeed. Great, awesome advice. Couldn't agree more. And Stephen, like, you're like the OG entrepreneur in my book. <laughs> I, so I, you I'll know. take the entrepreneur. You can have the old guy thing, though. <laughs> no, OG, OG, original gangster. I'm like, oh, gee. And, you know, <laughs> I'm happy guy. to be 62 years old. Um, and uh, I, I, I hope to be bugging you guys for many more years to come. Yes, you will, I'm sure. In fact, I would love to have you back for another episode of a podcast because there's lots of things we didn't talk about that I would love there to talk are. with you about. There so are. that would be great. So thank you again for joining me, Stephen, and good luck to you in your your new adventure and um, much, much success. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it, by the way. Great. And sorry I talked too much. (laughs) No problem, Stephen. Thanks. Thank you.